Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, where the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. Proverbs. We're going to read some of Proverbs today, talk about Solomon. So I'm going to start in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. Proverbs is full of all kinds of good advice and really good things. And, you know, sometimes if you need advice, you know, let, let the Proverbs soak in the Proverbs and let it, you know, really meditate and marinate your life. These are the Proverbs of Solomon. These are the Proverbs of Solomon. These are the wise sayings. These are the teachings of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. So we've been through David. We've taught on David. We taught on the Psalms of David, talked about the life of David. But here we are now looking at his son, Solomon, who, who built the temple that David prepared for, and then Solomon put it all together. It's that Solomon who wrote all this. Now look what it says. It says, their purpose... So there's a purpose, and right at the start he says their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance and exploring by exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables the words of the wise and their riddles fear the lord the fear of the lord is the foundation of true knowledge but fools despise wisdom and discipline now proverbs job and ecclesiastes are are considered the wisdom literature in the bible they would be the wisdom lit books and proverbs is full of wisdom and understanding the last chapter which uh, was ministered on on mother's day and that was written by kim uh, king lemuel and he actually beautiful piece of art because it was an acrostic of the whole hebrew alphabet every stanza began with one of the letters of the hebrew alphabet so it's a beautiful piece of art it's wisdom it's artistry, it's poetry, and it's beautiful stuff to pay attention to. So these are part of the wisdom books. But let's look. It says it was Solomon who wrote these. So 2 Chronicles 1, let's look at Solomon. Solomon said, one night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask, what shall I give you? Which night was it? It was a night that Solomon was told he was going to be king. And when Solomon realized he was taken over from his father, he went to the tabernacle of God and he did much sacrifice and worshiped the Lord and was there waiting on the Lord. That night where he went and his posture was, wow, this is a big deal. Lord, I need to first of all honor you. I want to come before you because I realize to do this, I'm going to need your help. So at this night, that night, the Lord appeared to him and said, ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, you've shown great mercy to David, my father, made him king, made me king in his place. And Solomon said to God, you've shown 
or now, verse 9, now, O Lord, let your promise to David my father be established, for you made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in a multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge. Why? That I may go out and come in. Remember that phrase, go out and come in. That's a, that's a, a, a theological phrase. That is a, 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 a Jewish kind of a, a, a legal phrase. It's a phrase that you should never mess with because coming in and going out is something that kings did. Coming in and going out is something that's promised on our lives. We'll be blessed coming in and going out. Coming in and going out is a, is a serious principle that everybody should have. All the people loved David and Saul saw that they loved David because he came in and he went out before the people and the people loved him because of the way he went in and he came out. So going in and coming out is where, where you know how to come into the presence of God and because you know how to come into the presence of God, you're going out is established and you're going out, you go out with power and authority and you manifest the purposes of God. Jesus said, I am the door. You will come in and you will go out. So coming in, and, so Solomon said, I need to know how to do that. I want to do it well like my father David did. So uh, then God said, now give me, he said, give me wisdom that I may come in and go out before this people for who can judge this great people of yours. Verse 11, then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart and you've not asked for riches, wealth, or honor, or the life of your enemies. You didn't say, God, destroy all my enemies. Destroy all the problems in front of me. Take out all the wicked people. You didn't ask for that. You didn't ask for wealth. You didn't ask for those things, but because you asked me for wisdom, he said, because you've asked me, you didn't even ask me for long life, but you asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge the people over whom I have made you king. He said, wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have who were before you, nor shall any after you be like that. Look at that. He said, I will give you riches and I will give you wealth. I'll give you wisdom. I mean, I'm going to give it to you more than anybody ever had before and more than anybody is going to have after you. You are going to be baptized in the wisdom of God. Pretty good stuff. Pretty amazing thing that happened there. Pretty big transaction. Parallel passage. We're reading chronologically. You'll read in the parallel passage, 1 Kings chapter 3. He said, give me an understanding heart. So what he asked for when he said, give me wisdom, give me knowledge, it says, give me an understanding heart that I can govern these people. Shema is so that I can hear. Literally, I want to be able to hear from you intelligently. I want to hear from you clearly and accurately. I want to have a heart that is driven by the voice of God. I want to have a heart that is so attuned to the voice of God. If I'm going to lead these people, the most important thing that I'm going to need going forward is I need a heart that is tuned specifically to you, a heart that hears your voice and knows what to do. That's what Solomon asked for. And that's what God granted him. If you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing things, all these things will be added to you. I'll bless you with everything else. But if you seek me, if you focus yourself, if you watch your heart, set your heart on me, God's going to bless you just like he did with Solomon. But this was Solomon's request, and God granted him wisdom, more wisdom than any person had ever had before or ever would have after. Solomon was told that's the kind of wisdom God would pour out upon him. Second Chronicles 9, verse 1 to 4. The queen of Sheba, she heard the fame of Solomon. Say she heard. 
she heard about what was going on with this guy Solomon. Now, the Queen of Sheba, where she was from, is the same area where the wise men came from to visit Jesus at his birth. They were from an area where they literally believed clearly and really, really felt that we are the smartest people on the earth. There's nobody, no people around that are as wise as we are. So when she heard about Solomon, there's another wise guy in town. There's a guy with amazing wisdom. When she heard about that, she had to go check it out. Look what it says. It says she came to Jerusalem to test Solomon with hard questions. She came because she wanted to disprove him. She wanted to say, look, you ain't smart. I'm smart. So I'm going to bring you some questions. I'm going to prove to people that you're not the wise guy. We're the wise guys. You're a, you're a player. You're not not it. And that's why she came. She came with that attitude. That's how Queen of Sheba came. All right. So the Queen of Sheba comes. She wanted to test him with hard questions, having a very great retinue. I had to look that word up. It just basically means she brought a lot of stuff. So I changed it to stuff just for you. How many find stuff was a little easier to understand? Thank you. Appreciate that. Amen. Good. So she came with a whole pile of stuff. And so she got there and she brought uh, camels that bore spices. She brought gold in abundance, like 9,000 pounds worth. She brought precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was on her heart. So Solomon answered all her questions. And there was nothing so difficult for Solomon that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen Say seen. Say, I heard about him. I heard there was a wise guy. I heard about this individual. I heard about it. But now I've come and I've seen for myself. I've seen. What does she see? You can hear about wisdom, but there's something more about seeing the wisdom of God. Seeing the wisdom of God. She's seen. What did she see? When she saw the house that he'd built. When she saw the food on his table. Amen. He got wise food. Wise food. I don't know what that. I need some wise food. You need wise food. I came last night. I brought a, a shirt with me because I was here earlier in the day. And I went to put on a shirt that I wore last summer. Fit me fine. I went to put it on before service. And boy, she was a little snug. I was like, what happened? I got some of that winter hangover there. What's going on? So I need some wise food. Amen? S settle down. I hibernated. Did I? <laughs> Had some nuts and things in there with me. So you, but I mean, look, she saw some wise food on the table. She saw the seating of his servants. She saw the service of her waiters and their apparel. She saw the cupbearers and their apparel. And then listen to this. It says she saw his entryway. And this word entryway means she saw the upper room. The word means upper room. When she saw that place, when she saw him engage and go up into the presence of God, when she saw that, how she went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Here's somebody who thought she was all that, and she probably was all that, pretty amazing and all, but when she came and saw Solomon, what was it that made Solomon so amazing? You know what it was? It was a download of the wisdom of God. It was that God poured upon him this wisdom. But this wisdom wasn't just something in his head that, let me share some wisdom with you, blah, blah, blah. That wisdom was manifest in every aspect of his life. She wasn't overwhelmed by what she heard him say. She was overwhelmed by how she saw the outworking of the wisdom in his world. And she was especially crushed. That spirit, that attitude that came to test him and disprove him, that attitude was broken out of her life when she saw him engage the presence of God. That's what a wise person does. 
When, you know, the first thing Solomon did when he had this wisdom, when he had this download, when God granted him wisdom, the first thing he did was he went right to the tabernacle of David. He left the tabernacle where he was on Mount Moriah, and he went to the tabernacle of David, and he stood before the ark of the Lord. When you get the wisdom of God and you get revelation and understanding who you really are to him and how much he loves you and how much he's for you, that'll bring you before his presence without any shame, without any fear, without any anxiety. You will stand boldly in the presence of God and say, I am a child of God. That's what happened with the wisdom that came upon Solomon. You know, If you don't feel like you're a child of God, oh, come on, you need wisdom because that's the truth about you. He's for you. He's forgiven you. He's healed you. He's set you free. He's a good, good God. Amen? Good, good God. Second Chronicles chapter 9, verse 22 says, So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. Amen. Is anybody here afraid to be wealthy? Well, I was reading the Proverbs. It says a, a fool and his wealth are easily parted. Well, that's really easy to interpret. Don't be a fool. I mean, are you acknowledging? Don't give me money, Lord. I'm foolish. You know, look what it says about, about Solomon. It says that his, his wealth, his, his riches, exceeded every single king in the earth. And you know what it says when you read it? It says that Solomon's reign, the reign of the wisdom of Solomon, literally gold and silver were treated like pebbles of the stones. Gold and silver were the kind of things you drop by a truckload in your backyard and you use to level out, you know, your deck. There was so much wealth. He, everybody, the whole kingdom was so affected. Literally, it says gold and silver, silver became like pebbles and stones. That's what it says. How many read it? Should have read it. You're reading, right? We're all reading. That's what happened. This was an amazing demonstration of what wisdom does in somebody's world and life. So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. And all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. God poured such wisdom on the inside of him that not one single nation, not one single kingdom or empire did not go to Solomon to hear of the wisdom that was poured in his heart by God. Amen. That's pretty amazing stuff. Ha! Woo! Glory to God. Well, that's the guy who wrote Proverbs. That's the fellow who wrote this book. And so I'd get into that book. I'd read it. I'd say, this is good stuff. So we're going to unpack Proverbs just a little bit. All right? A couple of Proverbs. You ready? Here's number one. We're going to look at Proverbs 22, 13. The lazy person claims, there's a lion out there. If I go outside, it might be killed. I thought that was funny. No? <laughs> it is funny. But it talks a lot about sluggards, lazy people. It says, go study the ant, you sluggard. If you got a lazy streak in you, get into Proverbs and it'll work it out of you. But a lazy person says, I can't go to work today. There's a lion out there. I might get killed. I can't go out today. It might be, might be a bad day. There's people, you know, I can't do that. They'll have got a million excuses for why they can't do something. That's what, the, that's what a lazy person says. The wicked run away and nobody's chasing them. I just wanted to show you that one because that's why I gave up jogging. Because, you know... <laughs> Look at Pastor Carl running and nobody's chasing him. Must be a wicked guy. So I said, I can't do that anymore because I'm not wicked. Can I get an amen from all the non-joggers? Amen. <laughs> I had to find a proof text for my wife because she said, you need to get out and run there, chubby. And I, That's a word of affection, I believe. <laughs> Proverbs 27, 14. The loud, a loud and cheerful greeting early in the morning will be taken as a curse. 
Amen. Just do that tomorrow. When, you know, six o'clock in the morning, go knock on your neighbor's door. Hey, good morning, neighbor. There'll be a for sale sign on the lawn. You're like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, it's Proverbs eleven twenty two. A beautiful woman who lacks discretion is like a gold ring in a pig's snout. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. A perverse person sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. How many talk about your friends? Is it just me? I'm the one, only one who talks about my friends. Let me give you. Let me tell you. Your friends talk about your friends. We talk about our friends. Sometimes we talk to a friend and say, yeah, nah, nah, nah. and then we think that that's locked down. But sometimes you'll share with somebody and they'll go, you know, I was just talking to so-and-so. And they, You're not all that. They kind of. <laughs> and honestly, it's little stuff like that that ruins relationships and ruins lives, ruins churches, ruins families, ruins things because people, you know, be quiet. It's just whispering, whispering. I, I didn't mean anything by it. It separates the best, the best, the best of friends. Not just casual friends, but the best of friends can get separated because you're whispering. Not you, I'm talking about the people down the road. Just, we don't allow whispering here. We're just, we're loud about everything. So, <laughs> again, look at 2616. A lazy person considers themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. Let me read that again. A lazy person considers themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. I've had people come in my office, you know, I need some help with this pastor, you know, trying to do this. Hey, you know what? As we were talking about, I was just thinking, I heard about this and this. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not going to work. It's not for me. Yeah. Oh, I heard that it worked for a bunch of other people. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, how about this? Yeah. That's not going to work for me. You know, sometimes you try, to, you try to help a lazy person, but lazy people are smarter than everybody else. And you try to help them, but they got a million reasons why what your wisdom is, what your counsel is, that's not going to work for me. Come on. It's because they just don't want to. They really didn't want to get help. They just wanted to share with you that life's miserable. They didn't really want to change anything. They just wanted to complain about it. None of those people here, Amen. Proverbs can be nasty. I mean, they can be fun, but they can be a little bit harsh sometimes too. Proverbs chapter 18, 22, the man who finds a wife finds treasure and receives favor from the Lord. Amen? I want you to focus on find. Say find. So, I'm praying for a wife. Pastor, stop praying and go find her. <laughs> Get out there. Come on. I mean, my wife found me. I wasn't even looking. Praise Jesus. He was so good to me right there. It was awesome. Good stuff. Finds a wife. Finds a Proverbs 12, 4. An excellent wife is a crown on her husband. Amen. And I think that's the same way for husbands and wives. You should recognize that in your relationship, you're a crown to each other. You're a blessing to each other. And you should respect and honor each other. There's nothing worse than hearing a husband and a wife that, that bicker about each other and share you know, nasty things about each other with other people. I mean, this is somebody you should be locked down on, that you speak well of that person. You, you, you speak a preferred, preferred future about that person. But if you talk to other people about your spouse, and you know, and they don't even know that's going on, then they run up to you, oh, look at you. I mean, you should be guarding that thing. They're your crown. Don't talk bad about yourself. Don't talk bad about what God has blessed you with. God's given you treasure. I mean, don't talk terrible about that. Cheryl, amen, amen. <laughs> 
She's so good to me. It's unbelievable. I am unbelievably blessed. I thank God every day. You know, sometimes I thought if there's reincarnation, uh, Cheryl must have lived in a bad way in her last life because she got stuck with me in this one. But but I don't believe in reincarnation. By the way, I don't I don't believe in it. Uh, okay, everybody. Some people just got lost right there. See. <laughs> Proverbs teaches, it said Proverbs is teaching, Proverbs is to teach, all right, so Proverbs teaches the fear of the Lord, it says the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, the fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, the fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain, the fear of the Lord teaches wisdom, the fear of the Lord leads to life, the fear of the Lord leads to riches and honor and long life. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 8. I'd love you to read the whole proverb, but we don't have time to go through the whole chapter, but I want you to see something here in chapter 8. Verse 1, it says, listen as wisdom calls out. Wisdom calls, listen as wisdom calls out. Wisdom, capital W, wisdom. Why is that capitalized? Because the writer wants you to see that wisdom is, is not, not some type of information. It's not something that you're, you're going to gain understanding. It's not something you write down, or you can package, or you can contain. Wisdom is a person. And wisdom is capitalized because wisdom is Jesus. Why are we reading all through the Bible? Because Jesus said, if you read the word, if you read the law and the prophets, if you read that, you will see me. And you'll see Jesus everywhere. And you see, here we see Solomon, the author of the Proverbs, he's saying, listen to wisdom, capital W, wisdom, because wisdom calls out. And if you read this whole chapter, you'll see clearly in it that wisdom is Jesus. Wisdom is the Son of God, personified. I was the architect at his side in creation when creation was done I was there I was the architect I was delighting in him I wisdom was there I did all this I was his constant delight rejoicing what is Jesus doing in the presence of the father he's delighting he's rejoicing that rejoicing means to spin around with violent emotion Jesus is having a wild party in the presence of the father in the presence, delighting always. I was happy with the world he created. And oh, how I rejoiced at the creation of mankind. Oh, how I delight in the human family. And then he says this, listen, this is what wisdom says. Wisdom says, whoever finds me finds life. Whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe him, those who receive him, they get the right to become the children of God. Here we see that pattern in Proverbs. Wisdom is crying out, if you find me, if you receive me, if you embrace me, I am a giver of life. I am a giver of eternal life. And Proverbs is all about a picture of Jesus. It's a picture of wisdom. It's a cry to receive wisdom go after wisdom embrace wisdom wisdom will give you life wisdom will bring you into eternal life health peace strength and joy and everything necessary for life wisdom can bring you into a full and satisfying experience that's what that is all about wisdom teaches so proverbs i break up proverbs into two parts really simple let me break up proverbs for you two parts number one proverbs begins with good news and then proverbs steps into good advice 
There's good news and there's good advice. And that's literally the way the Bible, the epistles, most of the epistles, except John, he writes a little circular, a little bit everywhere, a little more poetic. But all of Paul's writings, he always begins with the beginning. He begins with the indicative and then he moves to the imperative. And in, in Proverbs, you, you have also the indicative. Get wisdom, embrace wisdom, receive wisdom. A cry for nine chapters, wisdom is crying out, embrace me, receive me. It says everyone can have wisdom. Let everyone cry out. Let anyone who would have it have wisdom. Nine chapters crying out. Here's the good news. If you need it, I want to give it to you. And it's a cry of the good news of a wonderful God that the wisdom, everything you need for life. Solomon, the wisest man ever said, wisdom can be granted to you as a gift. Everyone has access to it. That's the good news of the first nine chapters. Then the next through 10 all the way through to 31, really the rest of it is good advice. But the good advice can beat you over the head if you don't know the good news. If you just read the good advice, it can hammer you. And you go, oh, well, I just read a proverb. I'm going to try to be a better person. But see, the proverbs are the imperatives that can come to you because wisdom has been poured into your life. Because wisdom from above has been, been poured into you and saturated you, now you can read those imperatives with joy, realizing, wow, this is who I am. This is what I have the power to be. This is what I am empowered to walk in and to overcome. So Proverbs invites all to live a successful life by receiving wisdom, which is the gospel. It's the gospel. The indicative must always precede the imperative. If you are listening to the imperatives, if you're looking, if you're looking for things to obey, always looking for things to obey, but you haven't understood and subjected everything to the obedience of Christ first, Take every thought captive and subject it to the obedience of Christ. See, he obeyed for us. He did it all. I do not obey now out of my strength. I obey out of the spirit of God that I'm full of. Everything I do now, I do because I am a child of God. I don't do it trying to be a child of God. I do it because I am a child of God. And I manifest that and I manifest all of the promises and I manifest the obedience because I've subjected everything to the obedience of Christ on my behalf. And you got to do that. You got to take every thought captive and subject to the obedience of Christ and live out of that revelation that I am a child of God. What he did is qualified me to walk in the full demonstration of who I am. So my behavior doesn't qualify me. I am qualified. Therefore, I behave. Let me say that again. Your behavior doesn't qualify you. You are qualified, therefore you behave. If you're trying to behave to qualify, you got dead, rotten religion. And the Proverbs does the same thing. Get wisdom. Before we're going to nail you down with some really good advice, we want you to embrace the wisdom from above that enables you to do all that good stuff. Amen. 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 So there it is. It's the good news. And the good advice. That's my breakdown of Proverbs. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1.30. 1 Corinthians 1.30. But of him, capital H, him. Who's he talking about? Jesus, because of him. Because of God, Jesus, Jesus, God. Because of him, you are in Christ Jesus. So who put you in Christ Jesus? Well, my good behavior, my wise choices, my diligent walking every day in the goody two-shoes that I am. Look at me, look at me, putting myself in Jesus. Of him you are in Christ. Of him you are in Christ. Can you save yourself? Can you make yourself wise? Can you make your heart pure? Of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us. 
who became for us wisdom from God. Did I tell you about the wise guy Solomon? Did I tell you about how the wisdom of God affected his life? Did I tell you what happened when a download of wisdom got on him? Think about that. Now think about it. Think about it deeply. Think about it. You ready? But of him you are in Christ who has become for us wisdom from God. Did I tell you about Solomon? Did I tell you about how wise he was? Did I tell you that he got that wisdom because he asked God for it and God granted it to him because he asked him? God gave it to him as a gift. And that wisdom that God gave him so impacted his whole life that people from every nation of the world came to see how he lived. Let me give you a headline. You are the wisdom of God in Christ Jesus. The wisdom that Solomon operated in, that wisdom has been granted to you. Everybody is following you around going, look how he goes through the drive-thru. Everybody followed Peter around just so the shadow of Peter would heal them. So saturated with not stuff that we're cramming in our head, but with the person of Christ, with the wisdom of God that affects every aspect of our lives. I'm not behaving to try to prove I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, therefore I'm behaving. I'm not trying to be something. I am literally letting the river of God flow out of my belly just naturally because I have been granted. I haven't earned but I have been granted. He, because of him, you are in Christ, who became for us wisdom from God. What is the wisdom from God? It's my righteousness, my sanctification, finished, done deal, and my redemption. Finished. Complete. Not a little bit, but the whole package. You know when you don't have the whole package? When you believe you don't doesn't change the fact that it's all done you cannot change what God did you can think wrong about it but you can't change the fact that when God gives you the spirit of God he gives you all of himself and he gives you wisdom from on high and you become wisdom from God you become righteousness sanctification and redemption because he put you in him stop running around the building with excitement let me just scratch that out of my notes Did I tell you about Solomon? How the smartest person in the world knocked on her door and said, I hear you're pretty wise. Sure, come on in. And then she heard him talk, but then she looked around and went, whoa. Whoa. And then he brought Sheba to church with him, and he went up into the glory of God. She She was crushed. There was no more fight in her. Take me to your leader. Don't you wish there were more Solomons around? Don't you wish? It, it, it seems so wrong that the old covenant had a person who was more blessed than a new covenant person. That doesn't make sense to me. That someone in an old covenant with, because we're in a covenant with better promises. And, and why would an old covenant person have, have a better walk and revelation of wisdom than I do? He doesn't! The least of us is baptized in that same wisdom and revelation of the goodness of God. And you don't have to struggle to bring it into manifestation. Enter into the rest of God. Let it come.
Let it come. Let it trust him. Trust him. Just let faith arise in your heart. Say, that's who I am. That's who I am. And every day, the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is accepting and believing and submitting to the fact that that is true. The fear of the Lord isn't, oh, I wake up every day and I dread him. Oh, I'm walking in the fear of the Lord. Okay, I'll try not to do anything wrong today. Oh, God. Don't forget God's watching us. God. The fear of the Lord is this. I agree with what he says about me. The fear of the Lord is I agree with his word. I submit to his lordship. I submit to what he says. I receive his wisdom. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. I got a river flowing out of my belly. I have revelation pouring out of me every day. The fear of the Lord is not quenching. The fear of the Lord doesn't dumb you down. The fear of the Lord releases all of the goodness of God in your life. So many people don't talk, fear the Lord. Don't you dare come to the table if you've got sin in your life. Fear the Lord. Are you kidding? Wisdom says, come, you lucky beggar, Come. Wisdom invites you. Are you messed up, broken, hurt, and feel like a dog? Come to the table. Did I tell you about Solomon? <sighs> Look at this. 1 Corinthians 2.16. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Grab the chair. Brace yourself. You ready? Hang on tight. Hang on tight. Really? Are you hanging on? We have the mind of Christ. Glad you hung on to your chair, because if you weren't, you'd have got knocked right out with that one. One thought from God. We have the mind of Christ. Let me read you a couple other verses, right? In 1 Corinthians as well, chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received, say received. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know. And that is not an intellectual no. That is an experiential no. That the knowledge of it would permeate every aspect of our lives. It's not an intellectual or a gathering of information. It's a revelation of the person. I, wisdom. Jesus Christ himself invades our lives. I have come and we've received the spirit from above. We've received the spirit of God that we might know the things that have been earned by those who are diligent enough that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. I love that he puts the freely in front of given. Because some people, it's given by God, but you know, you got to earn it. No, we got to know the things that are freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in what the Holy Spirit teaches. Amen? The wisdom of this world. The wisdom of this world. God says the wisdom of this world is foolishness compared to the wisdom of God. That's why here's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord means I will humble myself. I will not, I will not be arrogant. I will not lean on my own understanding. But I'm going to trust in the Lord. The fear of the Lord is to trust him. The fear of the Lord is to, to say I'm not going to take things in my own hands. I'm always going to let God be the cause of every effect in my life. That's the fear of the Lord. It's not some scary thing. It's just a beautiful acceptance and reverence of, I am so provided for. And I will not go to any other place for the source of my life. God, you alone, your voice, my heart engaged all the time. Thank you, Lord. 
The only thing I fear is to live out of my own ability, to live out of my own thoughts, to live out of my own, you know, ways of conjuring things up. That's terrible. But I believe that God is the source of life and that every issue of life he can speak to me about and he can make me look like a genius. Amen. The things freely given to us, these things we speak not in words of man's wisdom that teaches, but the Holy Spirit teaches. What is my job? My job is to literally just connect you with Jesus. My job isn't to fill your heads with information. My job simply is to usher you into a living, breathing relationship with the King of Glory. Literally, John said, you're going to come to a place where you don't need anyone to teach you, but the anointing will teach you all things. What do I want to teach you? I want to teach you that an abiding, wonderful, beautiful relationship with Christ, one that's been granted to you freely, that you have access to the wisdom that I could never, ever speak. I don't have the ability. I, 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 can't, even, I can't even begin to share with you how incredible God is. Get in touch with Jesus. Get full of the Holy Ghost, and it'll change everything in your world. That's all I want to say to you. Because everything else, it's just, you know, come and get taught by me. All I want to teach you is I want you to be equipped in a relationship with Jesus who will speak to you every day and give you wisdom from on high because you have the mind of Christ. Amen. 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 Amen on the back row. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He's given it to us freely. All right. Look, let's go to James. Everybody say James. James 1.5. Listen now. Maybe you're sitting here going, man, I lack wisdom. Oh, come on. Don't say that. If any one of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Look what it says. Who generously to all without finding fault. Well, I got a lot of reasons why you shouldn't trust me with all that smarty pants stuff. I got a really good reason why you shouldn't empower me to manifest the fullness of the kingdom. I screwed up here. And I, I screwed up a little bit there. I haven't been perfect in this area, and there's a lot of reasons why. Maybe just give me a little partial download. He will generously, without finding fault, he's not trying to find reasons to exclude you from his best. He overcame every opposition. He overcame every failure. He overcame every one of your defeats. He overcame all of your brokenness, and he fully crowned you and qualified you to be a child of God. He has made us to be kings and priests to the Most High God. He did it. Fully did it. Fully did it. And look what it says. And it will be given to you. Oh. Did I tell you about Solomon? People came from everywhere to see how the wisdom of God worked in his life. I want people to start knocking down the doors of your life. Say, how do you do it? It's the wisdom of God. I received it from him. He generously and freely gives wisdom to all who ask. Wouldn't you like to have a relationship with Jesus? Because my life isn't because, it isn't the sum of all of my beautiful choices. It's the sum of his wisdom poured into my life. It's the sum of the one big choice I made to fear the Lord, to honor him as first in my life, and to believe that he can speak to me every day. That's the one thing I did. And you know what? It's the whosoever will. So good. Give me another scripture in James. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then it's peaceable, it's gentle, it's willing to yield, it's full of mercy and good fruits. It's without partiality and it's without hypocrisy. 
What's it look like? It looks like that. But what is it? It's a fruit. It's a manifestation of a relationship. It's a manifestation of sonship. It's a man because everybody came to see the wisdom that God gave to Solomon. It wasn't the wisdom of Solomon. They all came to see the wisdom that God gave to Solomon. Does anybody need wisdom? It says just ask. And he'll give it to you. And he'll give it to you without finding fault. He'll generously pour his revelation on you. Every one of you are qualified to be a Holy Ghost-filled, inspired genius who manifests supernatural things to the world. And people will come from near and far. People will chase after you. It says one person, ten people will go cling to the skirts of one of the seed of Abraham and say, take me to your leader. And you know, it's not going to happen because we speak wisdom. Hey, all you sinners out there, all you terrible people, stop it, and God will come to our country. That's not the wisdom of God. So they didn't come to, you know, get lectures about how bad their life is. They came to see the evidence of the goodness of God in yours. A lot of us are doing stuff when the Holy Spirit came upon us to be something. One more verse. Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power. That word power is more than just strength, although it is might. It's miracles, it's wisdom, it's, it's a morality, it's all these things. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will receive power and you shall be. Say be. It doesn't say you shall do. It says you shall be. You'll be a, a being, a Holy Spirit-filled being. You'll be somebody who in your neighborhood, there's just something about that home over there. There's something about the way those people do life. How many have screwed up life and not done life well? Thank God, you know what? If I lack wisdom, I just have to ask him for it. And he's not going, I gave you some, what did you do with it now, you know? Gave you wisdom for several years, look what you made of yourself. You know, I'm going to hold out on you for a bit until you smarten up. He's not a fault-finding God. People are fault-finders, not you people. But people are, people are critical. They're always looking for reasons to disprove you. It's like the Queen of Sheba manifestation. But you know, God proves you. God wants to prove you. He doesn't want to disprove you. He speaks good things about you, only good things. My plans and my hopes for you are good. I don't have plans to harm you. I don't even have evil thoughts about you. All my thoughts for you are good. All my plans for you are good. And you know what? God gave us the Holy Spirit. Solomon was amazing. Solomon wishes he was us. Solomon's looking down at this new covenant group of believers going, do you know what's been poured on you? Do you know the anointing from on high? Do you know the spirit of wisdom and revelation that's at work in you? Do you know what God has poured on you? Oh, he's given us a spirit that we might know what he has freely given us. Read the Proverbs. Read it this week. Don't get beat up by it. Receive wisdom. Receive wisdom. And wisdom is going to make you a manifestation of everything that God is. You are a child of God. Righteousness, holiness, purity, it's in your DNA. And if you lean into him and you lean into the fear of the Lord, there's going to be a manifestation of his life. And there's going to be a manifestation on your whole world that's going to cause people to say, 
what you got I need. I want some. Come on, stand up with me. Come on, let's everybody just pray, all right? Let's all pray. Everybody, just pray, just pray, pray, pray. Just, just bow your heads, close your eyes, let's all pray. All the believers were praying. Father, Father, Father. Now, wisdom is crying out. Wisdom's even crying out right now, all right? Wisdom is always calling out, but that's Jesus, and he's calling out, come on in. You know, if you got any brokenness in your life, I mean, if you, you feel barren, you feel devoid, you feel alone, you feel helpless, Jesus is crying out, come to me, come to me, come, come, come. Now, if you're beat up on life, beat up on religion, beat up on striving, if you're beat up, come. If you don't know that you're reconciled to the Heavenly Father, if you don't know that your sins are forgiven, if you don't know that you've been totally set free, if you don't know that you've got access to restoration with your Father, then you can have it today by accepting wisdom, by accepting Jesus as your personal Savior. And I want you to do that today. So look, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, but I'm talking to you. And if you've never done that before, but today you're here, and today you know that you've encountered the goodness of God, and the good news is it's available to you and you'd like to receive Jesus. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to go one, two, three. And if that's you at three, I want you just to put your hand up. Just put it up high enough so I can see it. Are you ready? Are you ready? Listen. One, two, three. Just raise your hand all the way up. Up high so I can see it. Anyone? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Just put your hand up high enough so I can see it. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. You can put your hand down now. We're going to pray. We're all going to pray. And if you had your hand up, I want you to pray with us, all right? Lift up your voice. Let your voice be heard. And just pray with us. Everybody's praying. Pray after me. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for restoring me to my Heavenly Father. I welcome you into my life. Holy Spirit, come on in and testify to my spirit that today I am a child of God. So thank you for freeing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Can I get anyone on the ministry team? You're on the ministry team today. Can you come and, and just get ready to minister at the altar for us? Appreciate that. If anybody needs prayer, don't leave without getting prayer. You can get prayer today. So many amazing things happen at the altar. So many people get touched. I mean, we get blind eyes are open. We get, you know, wisdom, revelation, understanding. Just, just God speaks, touches, and ministers to you. And so the altar is always open to you before you go. But uh, what a beautiful day, huh? Love you guys so much. Don't forget about the picnic. You got to be there. Just think about who you're bringing with you. Get a friend, two or three, and bring them along. And everybody, just thank God for the raptors. Amen? <laughs> I know it's silly that those kind of things make me happy. But I tell you, if they'd have lost, I'd have been really sad today. I'd have got over it because I'm more than a conqueror. But praise Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, Father, we love you. I love this house. I'm so grateful to, to serve such a beautiful group of people. We love what you're doing today. We love how you're speaking to us as a church. We love your goodness. We love your unfailing love. And Father, I command right now your richest blessing on each one. 
So, Father, let your love, the revelation of it, sink deep in every heart. Jesus, oh, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your favor. Holy Spirit, again, just take us now. Partner with us. We receive that spirit of wisdom. We receive you to manifest in us. Spirit of Christ, spirit of wisdom and revelation. Manifest yourself in and through my life and cause many people to say, hey, take me to your leader. So I bless this house, each and every one, in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, amen.